Johnny, put that big ass size 7 on and kick it for the homies. Words, beautiful words, really cool words. words Get smarter, words, go farther. Words. Say something scientific. Salicylic acid. Get smarter with words. I am a good speller, I am. Get smarter with word from your mother. Positive words that start with you. The words that can come out of our mouth can change our life. Describe yourself in three words. Using big words can make you look stupid. Here's Johnny. Big words, small words, smart words, dumb ones. They're all welcome here where the dictionary stops. This is the Get Smarter With Words podcast for a brand new year. Yes. Welcome to Friday, January 1st. So happy that you are here and upright and ambulatory. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Johnny Wright, your podcast host with the most better words, not bigger, but better to help expand your vocabulary. And we've got some fresh words for 2021 to kick off this show right um, as part of our face-slapping, furniture-tossing, and colored underwear show commitment to uh, or um, um, uh, celebrating the brief history of New Year's celebrations, which is what we will get to in uh, uh, momentarily. How is your family? How are they doing? They doing all right? Um, how y'all getting along this first day of the new year? Curious. I would like to rear up and jackknife my legs and kick you both in the f- jaw with my foot bone. Okay. At least, you know, at least the weather's not bad. What a trip. What a trip. Blizzard all the way. 2021, did you know this, is the year of the ox, according to the Chinese New Year. All right, Chinese New Year. And it's celebrated like in February, but hey, you know. Every, it, let me tell you, the calendars are so messed up when we start talking about some of the history of calendars, but we'll get to that. So the Chinese kick, kind of kick it off in February. And the year of the ox occurs every 12 years. Animals represent the year for the Chinese. Those years include 1961, 1973, 19. Now, those are some good years for music. And then the crappy music years come. 1985, 1997, 2000, oh, 2009, dear God, and and this year. Hopefully it'll be better. And 2033. Now, if you are born in the year of the ox, you are known for characteristics of the ox. Think about it. Picture an ox in, in, in your head for a minute. Not in your head, but just imagine. Yeah, think about diligence, right? When you, When you think of diligence, the first image you have is an ox. Also, dependability. Oxes are rarely late when delivering mail. Also, strength, determination, all of those things. And it makes a lot of sense because an ox took a shit on 2020. Tempor is our show sponsor today. Tempor. Business travel in one click. Tempor.com. T-E-M-P-O-R-E. So are you celebrating 2021 with a COVID test? Starting perhaps a new tradition? My wife is doing so with her third COVID test yesterday. Three. Count them three. She and I think she has a punch card where if, you know, you, the fourth one should be free. And she's in lockdown, and we did not get to celebrate a New Year's Eve last night together, but we, we talked the night away. It was lovely, and we were asleep uh, by 7.30. She said to me this on the phone. She said, quote, I must not have high self-esteem referencing the fact that she's putting herself through all of these uh, COVID tests. And I thought, wow, how adroit of her. Adroit, clever or skillful in using the hands or the mind. 
I replied, I said, quote, it is the new form of flagellation for people with self-esteem. She said to me, isn't that farting? So I want to clarify some things, create clarity for her and anyone listening, her and the other person listening. Let's start with flagellation, the definition. Flogging or beating. Now, this is from the Oxford English Dictionary. How ironic. Flogging or beating, either as a religious discipline or for sexual gratification or for pandemic testing. Flatulence. Passing gas from the digestive system out of the back passage. That one's from Merriam-Webster. That's why they don't sell as many dictionaries, let's be honest. That back passage killed the Donner Party. See how we just transition into the next thing? Donner Party. Donner Party pioneers leaving Missouri in, in May of 1846, heading for California. Now, the problem with leaving back then in a wagon train in 1846 May is because you are already late. It's already starting to snow like in Utah by then. They left late. They were the latest leaving Pioneer Wagon Train that year. And then, like a bunch of boneheads, they took a shortcut. I knew I should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. That did not go so well. Of the 81 people who were stranded, eventually in the mountains and the snow, over half of them were under the age of 18. How did they survive? Well, they, they really didn't, but they tried by slaughtering their pack animals. They cooked their dogs. They gnawed on leftover bones, even boiled the animal hide roofs of their cabins into what they described as a foul paste. And then right around the time everybody was about dead, one guy said, ah, dog, name it. We should have called Grubhub. Wherever you are listening and downloading this particular podcast, I thank you, roaming around the globe to honor those listening in San Jose, California. Yes, Silicon Valley. San Jose, just 50 short miles or 567 long minutes south of San Francisco. Take that 101 and, and make sure that your things are in order. The 101 into uh, San Jose is one of the most frightening, arduous drives I've ever taken. I'm still not over it, and that was 37 years ago. It would be safer, literally, to, to drive my Prius down the side of a mountain. I'm telling you, it just would not by the way, it is true that, that yeah, rice roti was invented in San Francisco, 1958. It was invented by adding dry chicken soup to rice and macaroni, and that is what drove Zodiac to kill people. Do you know the way to San Jose? Dionne Warwick made that popular, 1968, a top 10 hit. It's really cool when your city or your state is showcased in a popular song, right? Like, you know, Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. One of my grandmother's favorite songs. Or New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. I mean, before that, people didn't even know what New York was. And boom, there's a song. And then... There's this classic about my home state. As long as the showcasing has a positive bent, it's okay. Bent, what the hell does that mean, Johnny? Bent, a strong inclination. Bent. You've learned so much. Well, listen, we're seven minutes in, seven minutes, it feels like an hour, and already you've learned a buttload of stuff. 
There's more butt loading to come. Also want to give a shout out to Asiat Greenland. Listeners there, Asiat Greenland, beautiful country, western part of that country, part of the archipelago or island chain. You can only get to Asiat by boat or plane. Now, if you keep floating north, you'll run into beautiful Disco Island. That is with a K, by the way. Speaking of the land of misfit business owners, the island is what I was trying to say. It's time now for a segment we affectionately call Strangers on LinkedIn to honor really strange messages. Strangers on LinkedIn, exchanging messages, wondering what the hell the person smoking. This is not a bar, and I'm not here to fall. This one comes from Bethany. Bethany, and I get uh, besieged, attacked, clubbed with messages from people on LinkedIn on a fairly regular... Oh, there was another one. Somebody just sent me. Bethany is a video and marketing consultant in the United States. She writes this. Hey, John, I work with businesses like yours. Great. Are they also bankrupt? She writes to upload an online video that advertises your company. Bethany, look, I've, I've, I've seen our employees. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and just stick with the phone book. She writes, this video would introduce people to your company and engage new clients. Bethany, for 10 rubles in a trip to war-torn Afghanistan, what is the name of my company? You don't know? Okay. She writes, if you'd like more info on how this can help your company, just reply here with your email address. Bethany, what if I would like less info? Which porthole should I then use? If you have a less than optimum idea for a direct message to send on LinkedIn, please send it to me, John Wright, J-O-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. It's time for Old Lang Syne. Let's do this. The Dan Fogelberg hit. Old Lang Syne uh, means old long since. Now, that's a phrase that is not recognizable to English speakers because it is not an English phrase. Translated literally, it means, oh my God, this song, for the love of... There we go, it's it's better. So it means old long since, and we interpret it as meaning old times or the oldest days or times long past or thank God Dad Vogelberg is past and this terrible depressing song gets wheeled out so often. Oh my God. Hey, how about something more up-tempo? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Welcome 2021. So when did we first celebrate New Year's Day? Was it the first day of the first year of the, the whole thing? That's <laughs> a great question. Damned if I know. Civilizations around the world have been celebrating the start of each new year for at least four millennia or 4,000 years. Today, Most New Year's festivities begin on December 31st, New Year's Eve, the last day of the Gregorian calendar, and continue into the early hours of today, January 1st. Common traditions include uh, attending parties. The orchestra just (laughs) 
petered out. Way too much to drink last night. Uh, parties, eating special New Year's foods, making resolutions for the new year, watching fireworks displays. Now, look, that's what Wikipedia says. That's for the tourists. I want to get low down and dirty today. I want to wallow in the mud and the blood and the beer and the muck to discover the real New Year's, the dark, the, the, the dank, the seedy, the greedy, the freak shows, the, 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 the no-shows, the up-shows. The sportos, the motorheads, yes. geeks, sluts, yes. bloods, wasteoids, All of them. dweebies, dickheads. Let's get in here. Let's, let's really crack this thing open. 4,000 years ago, the nutty Babylonians in ancient Mesopotamia, I think there's, isn't there a cable channel dedicated to that now? That's just 5,000 miles east of the U.S. Started partying, partying on the traditional New Year's Eve in late March. For the Babylonians, it was the vernal equinox, March, the day that has equal hours, sunlight and darkness. That was the start of what they thought was the new year for them. All right. Now, later on in the 8th century B.C., the Romans tried to get that crap straightened out with a calendar that had 10 months and 300 days. Again, swing and a miss. Thank God for King Numa Pompilus. He's credited with adding the months of Januarius and Februarius. Does that make sense, yes? By 46 BC, the calendar, again, was so out of whack that people just partied every night, like it was 1999, over, and they played that song over and over. Then steps in Emperor Julius Caesar. He yaks, you know, with some astronomers, some egghead mathematicians, and together they create the Julian calendar, which was still wrong but was less terrible. But he signified January 1st as the beginning of the new year, and that's when the ball dropped it. That January 1st celebration tradition came to a crashing halt during the Middle Ages when nobody bathed and everybody walked around stinking, pissed off because the calendar was still screwed up. Enter Pope Gregory Thirteenth, who commissioned or paid, forked over some bread, to astronomer Christopher Clavius to come up with a new calendar. Now, can you imagine every Christmas... People buying calendars, terrible gifts for people they don't really care about. And every year, like, you have to keep tearing those up. It's all screwed up. In 1582, that stopped. The Gregorian calendar was implemented, which just tossed out 10 days for that year. You just do what you got to do. man. It just tossed out and established the new rule that only one of every four years should be a leap year since then. People around the world have gathered in mass on January 1st to celebrate the precise arrival of the new year. So, are you tired of the typical, nothing typical this new year, but okay, like the year before that, were you tired of the typical New Year's traditional party? Well, let's mix it up. I want to go back to the Babylonians for a moment. Their multi-day festival, about 11 days, was called Akitu. Gazunite. Gesundheit, interjection used to wish good health, especially to someone who has sneezed. And let me tell you, you want to clear the room? Yeah, just just fake a sneeze. Whoever's in the, yeah. 
In this situation, Gesundheit is roughly equivalent to God bless you when you say it, all right? During World War I, by the way, true story, it was made illegal to say Gesundheit. And that law in Germany has never been repealed. You go over there, you start to say, and they, you're, they're throwing you in the brig, man. Akitu. Akitu, the celebration. Statues of the gods were paraded through city streets. Rites were enacted to symbolize their victory over the forces of chaos. Now, I'm going to share with you some pretty kick-ass things that you can do to liven up your new year. I, you say, Johnny, it's already too late. I say, <laughs> no, no, it is never too late to party to Akitu. These rituals, through them, the Babylonians believed the world was symbolically cleansed and recreated by the gods in preparation for the new year and the return of spring. It also involved ritual humiliation. Now, this is where it gets fun. Kind of like an episode of The Amazing Race. The Babylonian king was brought before a statue of the god Marduk. They stripped him naked, and they forced him to pinky swear that he had led the city with honor. Now, it, it, you know, occasionally a buffoon would say, nah, nah, I didn't really do a very good job. And they, they won't even talk about what happened next, if that happened. A high priest, who was one toke over the line, would then slap, ah, oh, that hurt, slap the monarch and drag him by his ears in the hope of, I can't even say it, in the hope of making him cry. These Babylonians, man, they were serious about their partying. If royal tears were shed, it was seen as a sign that Marduk was satisfied and had symbolically extended the king's rule. Can you imagine, like, manning up, like saying, there's no crying on New Year's, right? And they just slap you. I mean, occasionally it would go sideways. So, all right. Enough of all of that. How are you... Enjoying your first day of 2021. What are you doing? You got food, college football, the family Zoom party, reading each other's COVID test results, reading the instructions for your ventilator. Okay. Reading the instructions for filing unemployment, drying your hair in an oven, listening to this podcast. So what are the, some of the strangest New Year's celebrations, as if the ones that I just talked about weren't completely off the charts? There are some that are even, even stranger, maybe. Let's, let's jump in. Here's a few. Ecuador, they set fire to scarecrows. Hopefully not, not Ray Bolger. Filled with paper. They fill them with paper, and then at midnight, they light them. Plus, they also burn uh, photographs that represent bad memories. So, and like, if you want, you could, there's still time to toss your cell phone into a dumpster fire and banish ill fortune, as they do in Ecuador. South America, the wearing of colored underwear. All right, now, hang on. In Mexico, Bolivia, and Brazil, your fortunes for the year ahead are decided by the color of your underwear. And I'm not even talking maybe about the original color. So in other words, if you want to find love, then you wear red underpants on starting on New Year's Day. You want to be rich? Okay, wear yellow. You want to be more connected to the earth? Wear brown. With with the lockdowns, you just, you know, just keep not washing them. 
if you want a more peaceful year, wear white. Although that will violate the rule, you know, that we all know that says you can't wear white after Labor Day, at which point you're thrown in prison for the colorblind. Unless you're cheating. Some of you cheat on this. I've seen it. I know it. Admit it. You see January as wearing white before Labor Day. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you can't, can you? The Philippines. The Filipinos will set up a year that brings prosperity and wealth by surrounding themselves with round things. Okay? Like coins, grapes, bowling balls, unusually shaped hot pockets. Each item represents wealth and success. Now, I I do want to make it very clear that this is the only time that square dancing in a roundhouse is encouraged. Go, 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 go. Italy. Yeah, there's more. Listen, I've, I've got a whole, this is a bottomless bag of celebrations around the world to celebrate New Year's Day and the New Year. In Italy, the Italians throw furniture out of the window to symbolize a fresh start. Now, the Italians do this, they do it every day of the year, really, but... So the the Italians will will throw throw furniture at it. Italians will... Italians throw furniture out of the window on January 1st to make sure that neighbors really understand that they mean it. Spain. No furniture throwing, but eating of the grapes. That's what they call it. And that would be in Spanish. You eat a grape for every bell strike at midnight. That would be a total, you know, if you're counting, of 12 grapes. Now, other Spaniards will will simplify. They'll just uh, they'll chug a box of Merlot. They want to drink Merlot. We're drinking Merlot. Oh, no, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. In Germany, they pour lead. Now, Germans are very robust people. They're very stout people, right? I mean, every German word has like 37 consonants and like one vowel. So the crazy Germans for New Year's will celebrate by melting small pieces of lead in a spoon over a candle, then pour the liquid into cold water. If the lead forms a ball, luck will roll one's way, while the shape of a crown means wealth, a cross signifies death, and a star will bring happiness. I'd probably just just stick with the grapes, really. So what did we learn today? We learned a lot. We learned that uh, stupid drunk sadists wasted a lot of time trying to figure out what freaking calendar to use. Okay, that's time we can never get back. We learned that also whether it's January 1st or March 9th or June 15th or August 27th or December 33rd, all days have one thing in common. They are all just agreed to fragments of time. No one day by itself is any more or less important than any other, other than you and I have been granted the blessed opportunity by God or Allah or by Vice President Kamala Harris to be above ground and ambulatory. So let's all get out there. Let's do it. Let's just have the most kick-ass 2021. 
All right. Good. We learned a buttload today of words. Adroit, flagellation, flatulence, Donner Party, bent. I'd like to thank our show sponsor, Tempor Business Travel in one click. Tempor.com. Monday's program. What are the most well-known one-letter words that we use in place of the full word because the word is offensive? Put on your thinking caps. Till then, join me Monday. Have a great 2021.